0: Welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of The Wine Road. Welcome to episode 108. Today's guests are Dan and Sonia Barwick from Paradise Ridge Winery, and we're going to learn all about what's happening, what's new, what's uh, going on in the vineyard, and how we're all coping, and (laughs) (laughs) what we're drinking. It's all the good (laughs) stuff. Welcome, Dan and Sonia. We're so glad you're here.
1: Hi there. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So um, it's it's morning, so we're not uh, actually drinking any wine this morning. But I did notice yesterday a bottling line going from Paradise Ridge. D- do you have a new label? haven't released it
2: yet. We just bottled our first bottles um, this week. We really felt with everything that happened with the fires that we needed well. to refresh. So we, we took a look way back. Started Actually, the process started two years ago. And we looked at who we were and what we were becoming, evaluate where we wanted to go. And um, the new label is very much representative of uh, who we are today. It ties into the the fires a little bit. Uh, there's a symbol on the label that is part of our love sculpture, which has be- became a symbol of sort of resilience during the fire and strength. So we wanted to sort of include some new meaning to our label with everything that we had been through. So the new label is is about resilience and it's up, it's uplifting. Um, that symbol is of the bird, which is actually in the love sculpture. If you look up close, it's got birds in it. And th- those birds were originally meant to be... Uh, a symbol from the artist uh, to her father um, because he loved the swallows that flew around the tops of the cathedrals in Italy. But what happened was after the fire, that one of our employees who lost her home, the only two things that she found after the fire were this lovebird, as she called it, and another... actually fertility symbol
3: <laughs> not for the bottle
2: <laughs> we did not put the fertility symbol on the bottle. Um, but she she coined the bird the love bird and that really struck me as a wonderful symbol of who we are and um so we incorporated that into the new label and um, we also really thought about sustainability so the new we actually are no longer using labels we're actually uh silk screening everything so we're really excited about uh this new uh the release and we're going to be telling the story over the we the first bottles won't be available for about a month Mm -hmm. um so we'll be telling a lot more about the story and and how we came but it really is um i i feel very happy with how things turned out and, and that it really feels like who we are today so it's exciting for us after two years of going through the process of trying to figure out who we wanted to be to be where we are going to be in a month releasing that wine so that's
0: yeah so exciting
1: i can't wait to see it in person <laughs> and that's, yeah.
0: that's so important too you're that how the whole journey is there on the label and that iconic sculpture i think that's going to be fantastic
3: yeah Maybe we
0: do will s- sideline with the fertility that could be a good selling point
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's in the winemaking
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: awesome so What's happening right at the moment at the winery? Are you just uh, doing cellar work, vineyard work? What's happening?
3: Yeah, um, well, we, we're now at a, another facility. Uh, and uh, we, as you mentioned, we just bottled uh, up this week uh, Sauvignon Blanc and Rosé from 2019 and uh, the uh, GSM or, and uh, the Zinfandel from Rockpile from 2018. It went pretty well the new package no 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 issues which is always good nothing like a dull days bottling is what i like <laughs> that's
1: what everybody says exactly
3: <laughs> <laughs> um so a lot of vineyard vineyard stuff um so post fire we had to sort of rework um the, uh, the vineyards um farm organically um we've instituted a lot of different uh, practices uh in our viticulture that are very green we've uh, Sort of develop this biodiversity program. We have a, uh, a microbiologist uh, on, on the staff so he looks he, he's in the vineyard uh, very often looking at what's going on, what's right, what's wrong, relaying that to us so we can we can make things better. The main reason we brought him on was to see what happened to the soil after the fire no one really knew and it was interesting these weeds that we'd never seen before suddenly popped up but no. they needed the heat to To get them to um, rise from, uh, we tagged all of the vines that had been uh, had uh, contact with the heat, so the leaves were shriveled or the grasses burned underneath, or they were just plain just frizzled. All of those were tagged, and uh, we had uh, Rhonda uh, Rhonda Smith uh, and uh, Andy Walker from Davis to come and walk the property to help us make good decisions. So anything that had been fire damaged was brought back to. Two, two bud spurs, and so that they were, weren't fruitful that year, and 90% of them came back after a year. Wow. And the, the ones that didn't were in areas right by the tree lines, and they're never the best anyhow. So I reckon that Mother Nature would give us a decision to make, and so we didn't really plant those two rows that were closer to the tree line and, and don't have to manage them. They're always producing very small amount of fruit, so shouldn't have really been put there in the first place. Um, we took the opportunity to plant a new vineyard right in front of the winery. There was always this uh, sort of, when can we do this? Because um, to have a, a mud, mud patch in front of the winery instead of a vineyard isn't so great for <laughs> events and weddings. So we did that, and then I really researched this and did some pretty cool stuff, um, unique stuff, pioneering stuff. I think we want to graze sheep in the vineyards, so the vineyard design was slightly different to accommodate um, sheep in the vineyards. So we made a decision to replant um, a Zinfandel and Petite Sirah vineyard to Chardonnay. Oh. We chose the Mount Eden clone of Chardonnay, which has a really rich history. It originally came from France, Burgundy, via Paul Masson to Martin Ray, who planted it in his uh, Mount Eden vineyard. So that's a really cool story. In the vineyard, we probably thought too much. So, underneath <laughs> each row, underneath each row, we dug a um, two and a half foot trench and put uh, biochar into the soil. Oh, wow. And with, with so biochar is uh, charcoal that's been treated with micronutrients. Right. Um, it, the 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 moisture is is matched to the moisture in the soil. It's so about eighty five percent. And also the pH is changed to match the soil, mm-hmm. and then we put about uh, um, it's an acre and a half. We put about uh, six tons um, of biochar treated in, in, into these trenches that where they were the biochar will be directly underneath the root system of the vines. Oh biochar right. is really like building luxury condos for microbes,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's the
3: microbes, <laughs> it's the microbes that feed the plant, and and if you have a healthy Uh, microorganism structure underneath the soil, then you have to do much less on top. And we also, mycorrhizal fungi was also introduced. So what we've created is this extraordinary healthy microculture underneath the soil. So when the vines do wake up, everything should be just grand. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Randall Graham described, uh, if you do this um, introduced biochar, he he called it uh, um, creating super terroir because Mm -hmm. all of those microbes that are naturally in the soil feeding the plant, the more you have, the healthier the vine Mm -hmm. um, and the more uh, sort of character should be taken on of that fruit from the soil. We also wanted to introduce this program to have sheep um, grazing in the vineyard. So instead of um, mowing or weed whacking, we're trying to move over to having sheep do that work. Yeah, we're fine tuning the the breed of sheep and and how we want to do it. We have two wonderful young ladies Bronte and and Blake, who look after the sheep, they're there daily. So it's lovely to have um, people that care about the land also in the the vineyards looking after these sheep, which is... And that program will stay with us and uh, we'll fine-tune it. So ideally, all of our grass and weed management will be done by animals. We've reintroduced cattle back onto the ranch. We're probably going to use goats too to get areas that... uh, um, a, a, not so easy for um, other animals to get to. And then perhaps um, some pigs to do some some foraging. We're looking at an ancient breed from Eastern Europe, sort of like the Kobe of pigs. So the wow. <laughs> Kobe. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's just part of what we've, we've done. New vineyard, we had to change slightly to uh, make it more sheep friendly. So it's the, 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 the fruiting zone is set a little higher so they don't uh, get to that.
0: How many sheep do you need per acre? How, what's the method? well?
3: Yeah, then we're working on that one. Um, <laughs> we currently have only about twenty-five, um, and yeah. they're not really keeping up with it. So I think we, eventually once we we're just pre- we're just doing it in one two two different blocks right now. Eventually, I think will once the whole ranch is is uh, moved over to that, then probably I think probably eighty or hundred sheep will be permanently on the property.
2: Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it started with um, Dan bringing in sheep, was it, last year, and then I was doing a little research on how the, the grazing helps with fire resiliency. I couldn't quite, there was not a lot of information online, so mm-hmm. I, I reached out. There's a grazing specialist who is Sonoma County, and I reached out, and she's like, can I come see what you guys are doing? She, so she was, she really wants to make us into sort of a pilot program to yes. show what you can. That's the standard, yeah. Yeah. What you can do in Sonoma County, which will be good, you know, the best way to build fire resiliency on your property in a natural way. So over the last year, we've been in conversation with her and she introduced Dan to this, these two young women from, they were went through the JC mm-hmm. program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Both of them. They're just so excited. So we are one of the only two properties they're working with. And then of course, my father started getting excited about all this. Now he wants to build barns and really expand it
1: <laughs> even further. He always goes up another level.
2: <laughs> yeah, between Diana and my dad, there's always <laughs> lots of keeping up to do <laughs> because they're really, you know, the you know, visionaries and what on what could possibly be. So I think that that's what we're what we're doing now. One of the most exciting things I think is all the tie into the sustainability and and getting back to doing things the old fashioned way, which in in the end is also going to make our property more fire resilient and sustainable. So it's just it all works so well together. It's it's really been it's been wonderful actually. It's been the most positive thing that's come out of everything we've gone through. We had some bird boxes installed a few years back, or owl boxes, sorry, a few years back, and they'd only been used a little bit, and they were being, you know, watched by the people who put them in. But they put in the owl boxes, and then, and just recently, we were reached out by another organization, which is a bird rescue organization, and they had some um, barn owls that uh, siblings too that needed to be needed some. Owl boxes, and they asked if they could bring them to our property. So that was really exciting to have these two baby owls brought to the property, and ah, oh, so great. And so, yeah, really exciting, super cute, great that they're siblings. So they're in the owl box. It's a really fun part of what we're doing is to you know have all these animals back on the property and and um, work with these organizations that do such wonderful things. You know, all that ties together with community and
1: doing the right thing, mostly like yep. a complete, total rebirth. New winery, new vineyard property, new baby yeah. owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, All sorts. <laughs> and
2: new label. <laughs> <laughs> or bottle.
3: So the only constant has been the vineyards, really, and uh, the, the, the team of Paradise Ridge. Yeah. Everything else has sort of changed and moved around.
1: So the new winery opened, what, like in January, I think, correct? It was actually, yeah, December. We opened December 9th.
2: Yes, and then I think we closed, I can't remember the date, but yeah, we weren't open very long. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're trying to decide what we should call it, the re-reopening, or what, <laughs> mm-hmm. when we finally open again, but yeah, so we opened the new building. Um, have you been there yet, Beth? No. And, uh, no. Uh, we, we rebuilt the winery on the f- on the footprint of the old winery, and wanted to really make the new building feel like home for people who'd been there before because obviously after 25 years we've had a lot of weddings we you know people felt like it was something so we what we took is we modernized it it looks a little different but it's in the same footprint when you come in you should feel like you're coming back to something familiar but it's new So one of my favorite stories about about the rebuild which I call the remodel I was like Sonia it's not a remodel I think
1: that's yeah, that was not home. a remodel. <laughs>
2: That's the only way my brain could handle this to call it a remodel. Um, was uh this this gentleman walks in, he turns around and circled once, he turns around and circled twice, and I'm like, Can I help you? He's like, Is this building new? And I'm looking, I'm like, Are you what? He said, Oh, my brother got married here seven years ago, and it feels so like the old building. And I was just that's exactly what I was hoping for, was that People walk in, and it's it's different in many ways, but you know it has really the same feel, which was really important to me. It has a lot of really improvements as well, because after twenty five years, you you can do things better. You know what works and what doesn't, so right. it really has been really wonderful to have the new space. You know, the tasting downstairs is is really great now. It's more like a tasting lounge, and we have a reserve room. So, um, but anyhow, so we have lots of really great uh, great things with the building as well. So. Yeah, it's very much a rebirth. I have to say we are we are in the midst of our rebirth and it's, it's an exciting time. We're opening our doors. Uh, we've, we're introducing a new reservation system because that's one of the things that we need to do to open safely. We're bringing in a reservation system. It'll be reservation only. The seating is, we decided not to do the six feet. I think it's going to be 10 feet apart, but seating because we have so much space. Yeah,
3: so that's a beautiful.
2: Yeah. Great. So we, we're very, very lucky with that, that we have so much space. So we're going to have an up, the upper deck will be for our wine club members to sit on and down below where the tasting area is, is going to be for, you know, some other reservations before we reclose and are reopening, we were working with journeyman meats and um, Valley Ford cheese company to create these meat and charcuterie platters that we would offer with the tastings. So we're going a little bit step further with that. And all of our tastings now have a food component um, involved. So, and of course, we're going to be doing all the safety uh, protocols
1: and beyond that. I think that people will just love when they get, I mean, the vistas from your place. I mean, good Lord.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Be. And that's what we're, and then the other couple of other things is the sculpture growth is a, a still open, has been throughout. So people have been able to come up and walk around the property because we really felt like that's actually was a big purpose of the sculpture grove was to have people come out and enjoy art outside that continues and do wines and sunsets right now we're scheduled for July 1st to be our first wines and sunsets so we're really excited because we think our community is look, also looking for a way to get together
0: your property for a lot of people very healing place're yes. in the sculpture garden it's just there's a place, piece of serenity. And it does feel very healing. I mean, that's what we're there for.
2: We really are about our community. And and um, that's why my parents built the, the winery. They wanted a place for the community to be able to gather. And that's been what we've kept our mind on through all the processes and all the things that have happened over the last two and a half years. And so having people be able to come back is really uh, exciting and, and, um, and a, a place of happiness for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think about what what's happening? I think that although it's a tough time, I think that we're everybody's trying to make the experiences as special as they can. And I think they'll be memorable just because we're having to sort of shift our. But we were supposed to go away for the first time since we've had kids for a week for our anniversary. And that obviously didn't happen. But, you know, we still had a wonderful day and we're able to celebrate. And I think that's what people are doing. Yesterday was my daughter's graduation from high school. and they, you know, the, the idea of a drive-through graduation sounded not great, you know, really sounded like kind of sad. But right. really, it was an amazing experience. And and um, Sophia said she got to actually see all of our teachers, which right. would, wouldn't have probably happened at a regular graduation. Right. And um, they really, they they really made it into a festive occasion. and And I'm really impressed by how people are doing that, how they're taking what could be considered to be something that isn't very positive and turning it into positive. And I think that that is, you know, these memories of that are going to be maybe even more um, inspiring than if it would have been done the traditional way. Um, So I think we're all having to think a little outside the box. And I do think all these experiences are going to be more special because we appreciate them more. I think.
3: Um, Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that we took for granted that now are going to be really um, cherished and respected more. And I think that's something that's going to come out of, of this and drinking good wine has become a, a bigger part of people's life.
1: Yeah, we will look back and see what was the good things.
0: 25 years from now people are going to be talking about this and they'll probably yeah. be talking about remember what we did or how back look what we got through.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think it's making us even more resilient. I think it makes you stronger. All the our version of our parents saying how they had to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no shoes
1: <laughs> so Dan what are you doing today now that i've got you up and going on a podcast in the morning
3: um well i became a beekeeper during oh, this ah. so i'm i gotta go and check on my girls are, are um, they at, your house or at the winery hmm? are they at here house? here at the house at the house but we might expand it to the winery at some point <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I get, I get suited up and I go and check make sure they're okay and I haven't been stung yet they're very they're very docile so yeah I
0: have the sheep bees
3: we're talking I think eventually the whole ranch will become for a better word whole again and okay. we will be using we will be growing food as well as, as as grapes and wine so
1: the property at the winery how many acres is it uh, that is planted to vineyard versus not planted?
3: It's about ten percent vineyards, fifteen acres of vines, and it's about one hundred and fifty-four acres, I think. Oh total wow! Area.
1: So you could really be doing some farming.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, the, the, we, we may even brand our own meat. Uh-huh. Possibility that'd be kind of fun. Now just keep just just doing lots of new stuff, keeping busy. Yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. um, lot lots of different small things that all make a make that the big picture better. And um, it is sort of an opportunity.
0: When is the Chardonnay going to come online if you just planted that like in four years or so or
3: Yeah so uh, it'll be, it'll be third leaf next year so we're going to scrap it next year of fruit. But part of the biochar is is that it will come on much sooner because of the, the healthy soil. So if everything goes to plan, we should be able to have a full production of the vineyard sooner than, than we would traditionally do it. It's all, you know, the vineyard is, um, you, you manage the vineyard based on the growth. Right. Um, you don't try and push it. So each, each, each of the vines are balanced, and we'll work like that. But the, I, the concept behind making um, the biochar addition to the soil um, sustainable for financially was that we would get a, a large production sooner. Sooner, right. You know, you get one opportunity sometimes to plant a vineyard, and I did mine.
1: Well, yeah, you took a horrible situation and turned it into something positive. I mean, and obviously, you just keep making it more and more and more positive. I just I love hearing about all the animals and the things that other things you're doing and the beekeeping at home. The whole thing is just it's every single thing about it is positive. And really, when I saw the bottling line, I thought, oh, my gosh, those bottles look beautiful. But I couldn't tell that it was all just, you know, what it was exactly. I'm super excited about that. And I love the story behind the new design. And it's very exciting. Yeah, I
2: think it's interesting because when we started looking at sort of the sustainability on the property, really my parents started it right away. You know, you were, were talking about the 10% only being planted to vines. That was my parents trying to keep things natural, keeping those wildlife corridors open so the wildlife had a place to go. All those things were innate in my parents, and I think that, that that has continued with this integrated feel is that we're we're trying to do what's best for the land, and that comes naturally. All of that comes as a natural way. And that, that brings everybody happiness, you know, and when, when they get to see what what's happening and know how natural and how good it is for our, um, our world, really, to be honest, it's great. Our community and our world. So yeah, there's, it is positive and it's exciting and it makes people smile, which is what we're here to do.
0: okay all right thank you so much Um, we'll put a link in the show notes to the new website
3: cheers guys thank you
0: Bye. Bye. bye